What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Speck, the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Great to have you with us today. And you know what? It is almost New Year's. I actually want to just thank you so much for making this 2021 year really just a joy. I mean, frankly, the podcast has been, it's been a labor of love, that's for sure. I mean, it's hard to just continue to show up and put out content. But man, you know what? For those of you who have responded to me and said that you're listening, uh, that you've been like following along, that you're learning things, you know, I mean, I can't even begin to describe how like good that makes me feel. Um, it's encouraging. It's motivating. Um, there have been times in which I just kind of want to throw in the towel because I'm just busy doing other things. But I'm just reminded about how much it's helping different people. And it might be helping some a lot and, and others maybe not as much and maybe some not at all. But for those that it is helping, you know what, I'm just grateful. And you know what, if you feel like you want to tell me, I would really appreciate it. I just really, you know, hold on to those those notes of encouragement and just thank you for that. And for those of you who are willing to do it, you know what, if you've been listening and getting some value out of it, would you please consider leaving a five-star review? Would you leave a positive review? Tell other people about it so that it will be in front of more people so that we can actually help more people over the course of time. But anyway, thank you very much. I really appreciate you and I appreciate you just tuning in to listen about what I have to say about helping insurance producers build their book of business to a million dollars or more through signed broker of record letters. And so for today, this is going to be part two of a a content topic that we're talking about based upon LinkedIn. And so when this comes out, it should be coming out on January, um, the beginning of January, which I believe might be three, four, five, maybe the sixth, I think January 6th when this is coming out. And so uh, it's going to be like right in the middle of when my digital course is available. And so the digital course, 12X Your Book with LinkedIn, it goes on sale January 3rd. You can check it out at permissiongroup.com forward slash LinkedIn, permissiongroup.com forward slash LinkedIn. And so it goes on sale January 3rd, and I'm planning to close the cart on January 8th. That is what's going to happen. So you've got that, that small amount of time to actually take advantage of it. But I don't really want this to be a commercial so much. I just wanted to kind of remind everybody about it so that you don't miss out and be able to actually learn how to use LinkedIn in order to write a ton of new business. But I want to spend some time giving you a little bit of information about what you can do in order to use LinkedIn, even if for some reason you didn't want to buy the course, which 
I don't know why you wouldn't want to buy the course because it's going to be amazing. But if you didn't want to buy the course, I'm hoping this is going to give you some information. So on our last episode, we talked about your profile, how to actually set up your profile in order to begin you know, using it in a way in which to attract your connections and followers so that they'll reach out to you. And there is a lot of things that we did not get a chance to discuss in regards to your profile because I'm not trying to put my digital course here on the podcast. I'm just trying to give you some basics that you can use to help you actually write more business. And so we talked about your intent leads to what your profile should look like. Based upon what you're trying to use LinkedIn for is going to determine what type of then people you're going to be trying to attract. And based upon the type of people you're trying to attract, you're going to set up your profile to do just that. It's important, however, to remember that your LinkedIn account is not for you. Your LinkedIn account is not for you. It's for the people you're trying to reach out to. It's for the people you're trying to attract. As an insurance agent, nobody, for the most part, is going around searching for insurance agents on LinkedIn. Very few of your prospects are ever doing that. They have an insurance agent. They're not trying to find one. If you really just come across as just another insurance agent, you shouldn't expect to have a lot of great results overall after all is said and done. So we want to be able to put everything together so that it attracts people. And what is attractive to people? Things that are helpful. Things that are helpful. That's why hopefully you're still listening to this podcast 30 some episodes into it because I'm trying to provide value to you that's going to help you win new business. And over the course of a year, you can write a lot of new business if you do it right. And I'm hoping that even just the basics here of what I'm going to tell you about is going to help you write a few accounts using LinkedIn. But I want to talk about not the profile, but I want to talk about your content strategy your content strategy. And by content strategy, I'm going to look at it from a few different things, okay? I'm going to assume that you have a basic understanding of how LinkedIn works. If you don't, get your head out of the sand. You're not an ostrich. You are an insurance agent, and you need to be able to figure this out. But your content strategy can be broken up into a few different things, okay? I want to talk about the content strategy on curating content. Um, That is like you're finding content and you're sharing it. Being a creator of content, that is, you create the content yourself, you've come up with it, you actually write it out, you're posting it yourself. It is authored by you. And then there is the, the interaction content strategy. That is how you're interacting with your connections and those people that follow you, okay? So let's first just talk about even maybe the curated content. Um, this is for people who, you know, I don't want to say are lazy, but it's for people that haven't really figured out what their strategy is yet. Because if you are finding content elsewhere and then you are sharing it onto your your LinkedIn profile, what you're doing is you are basically making your connections go somewhere else to learn about it and then they're not with you any longer, okay? So if you are finding stuff, for example, on Fox News or CNN News or Forbes or maybe from your corporate website or, you know, from some other website that's out there, you know, what you're doing when you put that into your your post, you are essentially removing the person from being wherever they're at, seeing your content and being able to interact with it and they're going somewhere else. By the way, LinkedIn really doesn't like that. They do not at all promote that. In other words, you don't get what I call algorithm juice from LinkedIn by doing that. They are going to suppress that dramatically. They don't want you 
taking their their people and taking them off the platform. So they want you to keep them on the platform at all possible. Now you can share stuff that doesn't take them off, but here's the thing. You are then in essence, sort of stopping the conversation, if you will, if it's going somewhere else on somebody else's page, if you will, to look at an article, things like that. So curated content necessarily isn't bad. It can also help you become a little bit of a thought leader, but on a very small basis. What actually works much better is you being the creator of the content yourself. And this by far and away is probably where I spend the vast majority of my time. I mean, if you ever follow me on LinkedIn, you'll see that very rarely do I ever share anything that anybody else puts together. It's not because I don't like people. <laughs> I do like people. It's not because I don't want to be helpful. I do help you know, at times. And there are certain things that I might share, but I will only share it really if it provides a great amount of value to my actual connections, the people that are reading it. But the thing is, is that when I create the content, I typically know that it's going to resonate with them because I understand what insurance agents want. I understand what insurance agents are going through. I was an insurance producer myself for eight years. I know how to sell insurance. I built my book of business to over $1 million of annual gross commission. And then I eventually decided to leave the brokerage side and I opened up my consulting company. So I know how to sell. I know how difficult it is to sell. I know how hard it is to set appointments. I know how difficult it is to prospect, to pick up a telephone call and to call a stranger and ask them to give you an hour of their life to meet with you to talk about something they don't want to talk about called insurance. They don't want to shop for it or pay for it. And they never want to use it. So I know how difficult it is at times to be an insurance agent. Therefore, I also know what insurance agents need. You, if you really get micro-niched, you should know what your prospects need as well. Maybe you're going after auto dealerships. Maybe that is going to be the, the basic type of prospect you're trying to reach out to on LinkedIn. Maybe it's auto dealerships. Maybe it's furniture stores. Maybe it's manufacturers who manufacture plastic. Uh, maybe it's companies that do cryptocurrency. Maybe you're going after social media influencers and you're trying to write social media influencers. Maybe you are trying to write LinkedIn. Maybe you want to write the insurance for LinkedIn. Hey, guess what? I actually think I know the insurance agent who writes LinkedIn. He's doing really well. Somebody has to be the insurance agent. Might as well be you, right? There's a lot of different things you could go after. When you are trying to figure out what to post about for those people, you have to look at it from the perspective of a couple of things. One, you don't want to write the content like you are an insurance agent. In other words, one of the things that we as insurance agents tend to do that doesn't work very well is that we speak way too high. We use language that the insured doesn't understand. It's just above and beyond their comprehension. We start talking about exclusions and, and subsidence and you know just cyber liability and limitations and conditions and the various wordings and all of that, and we can lose them quick. Do not, by the way, do not do that. It's not going to help you. Um, we want to be able to speak to the problems that they're having when it comes to insurance, right? We want to be able to speak to the problems that they're having in insurance. So we can use whatever types of services or products that we have that can answer a problem. So let me just kind of bring it, bring it back down for a moment. So if we're going to talk about um, auto dealerships, okay? If you're going to be prospecting auto dealerships, what you want to do is you want to create content that resonates with them. Here's what they don't want. They don't want to see what you're having for lunch. I don't care what you're having for lunch. I don't want to see it. That's Facebook stuff. That's not LinkedIn. I don't want to see that. Neither do they. 
They want to see certainly a bit of your personality from time to time, but you really have to kind of keep it focused on what the core motive is, and that is attraction. We want to attract them to the point in which they want to meet with you. And so you need to think about from the perspective of if you're going to talk about insurance type things, what are some of the major issues that auto dealerships have when it comes to their insurance program? You know, general liability, liability, um, property, all their their um, exposures on premises, um, you know, the open lot, all the product that they have there. They've got, you know, employees, they've got health benefits, they've got workers' compensation, they have their the auto body parts inside these auto dealerships, they have employee tools. They're like, there's just a ton of stuff. There's so much stuff that you can talk about, right? Um, what happens, you know, in the event that the, the street is closed down so that there is construction and people can't get in? What about that loss of income? I mean, there's so many things you could talk about when it comes to auto dealerships. Why not put out content like that that's continually using auto dealership language? You have pictures of auto dealerships. You are using it like as the, the insurance you know, program for auto dealerships. You're putting out content that helps them. Insurance-related content based upon problems that they have. Cyber liability for auto dealerships. How much personal data do auto dealerships have? They have a lot of personal data. Even here in my town, I can think of two auto dealerships that have access to a lot of my personal data. Purchased two vehicles since we moved here. They have access to a lot of my personal data. They better be taking care of it. I want them to take care of it. I don't want them to have any kind of a breach. And so personal or cyber liability, frankly, is a major issue for them, right? Coverage for the open lot. What happens when hail comes and starts hitting all those nice cars out there? Is that covered? Not covered? I don't check your policy, right? It's going to be an issue. A lot of the carriers don't want to write the open lot. So all of these things come into play when you start thinking about how to put out content that's going to resonate with your typical prospect. That's one way in which to do it, okay? Another way to do it is start figuring out the sort of problems that your prospect has in their business. This would be non-insurance related stuff. So using the same example of an auto dealership, maybe some of the problems they have are finding new employees, new salespeople, because there tends to be a lot of turnover, right? How to find good salespeople. I mean, it's not normally a position that you're looking for college graduates to come in. And so you might not necessarily get the cream of the crop when it comes to those who are putting in applications. How do you find the better applicants? Um, how about this? You know what? I know a lot of auto dealership salespeople, they are trained on product knowledge, right? You know, if it's a Porsche dealership, they're trained on, you know, the, the benefits of having a Porsche, you know, the motor, the interior, all that kind of stuff. Well, not too many of them actually teach their people how to sell. Do you know that? Maybe you could create a sales program. You're a salesperson, right? Maybe you could create a sales training program for auto dealerships that specifically teaches their people how to sell maybe a, an additional vehicle every quarter per salesperson. What if you could do that? What if like the whole goal of your sales training program was to help the salespeople sell one more vehicle per quarter? How much additional revenue would the organization receive if you could help them do that? Would it be beneficial for them to meet with you to talk about what you have to offer, both from an insurance perspective as well as to hear about what you've got for sales training? I think so. 
Could you do that for furniture store dealerships? Could you teach their people how to do sales as well? Maybe do a lunch and learn. You bring some Subway sandwiches and you just talk about the art of persuasion for about 20 minutes while they chow down on a ham sandwich. Yep, you could do that as well. There's probably a lot of different things that you can do to help your particular industry, right? Things that don't even have anything to do with insurance, but you could actually help them overcome those problems. You could give them a viable solution. And that's really the issue, is put together the create uh, created content on LinkedIn that helps them answer problems that they're dealing with. That's a definitely a way in which to become a thought leader in the space. If you set up your profile correctly and you actually do your content strategy in a very sort of strategic way, you're going to be seen as the obvious choice of which agent to do business with. Hands down, without question, you absolutely will. You will. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. And so being able to do that is very important. Being a thought leader. Now for me, as I mentioned, I don't really do curated content all too much. Here's how I typically create my own content. You're going to see like how crazy um, organized I am. And, and I mean that jokingly, because you're gonna see, you ain't all that organized, Charles, when you do this. But here's how I do it. I normally wake up sometime between 3.30 and 5.30 a.m. every single day. I don't wanna wake up at 3.30, but I don't really sleep that well, so sometimes I wake up very early. And when I get up, I just get out of bed and I get up, because I know I'm just not gonna lay there for an hour and just waste time. So I get up and I do something. Typically when I get up, I like to drink coffee in the morning. So I drink coffee. And I sit there in my nice cozy chair, drinking my hot coffee or my iced coffee. I like iced coffee in the hot summers. And so I drink my coffee. And while I'm sitting there just kind of waking up, I'm just sort of thinking. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about my wonderful listeners to the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. I'm thinking about these people who have um, allowed me to just kind of talk into their ears a little bit, and they're going through life's issues. They're struggling trying to write business and retain business, and they're struggling with their marketing departments and their account managers. And well, they just know that they can probably write more business and close more business if they could just get more appointments. But sometimes they don't know really what to say and, and what to actually like say on a cold call or or in an email, or how to use LinkedIn, or how to ask for the sale, or frankly, just how to how to go after a broker of record letter instead of being a, an unprofessional quoting machine. And so I realize that they're dealing with all of these pains and struggles, and their sales manager's on their case, and the agency principal wants them to write more business, and they're just trying to get through the day. So what I do while I'm sitting there in my comfy little chair, drinking my sweet uh, vanilla nut-flavored coffee, is I take out my smartphone, just like this, I'm gonna hold my smartphone right now. Take out my smartphone, and then I just start making a post. I decide what I wanna talk about. Hmm, what do I think I wanna talk about today? What, what haven't I talked about in a few days? Okay, well, I haven't talked about how to put together a script for, for 
uh, cold calling. And over the course of time, I decided to brand it as my C3. It's my cold call carrot, my C3. All right, so I'm gonna talk to him about like, what's the major thing to mention when you're doing a cold call? What is the actual, what's the message? What do you say? How do you get people to wanna meet with you? Well, it has to be really good. It has to be a, a very good cold call carrot, a good strategy, a good script. Great, I'll go ahead and post about a cold call strategy, a script. And so I sit there with one hand I'm drinking, Okay, drink my coffee, put my coffee down, and then I open up my little trusty uh, mobile device, I open up the LinkedIn app, and then I start typing with my thumbs. And because the post will only allow you to do a maximum of 3,000 characters, and just as an FYI, which is one of the things you will learn in the 12X, uh, 12X Year Book with LinkedIn digital course is that um, a post less than 300 characters gets significantly suppressed, a post that is closer to 3,000 characters also gets suppressed. The best place in which the best number of characters is somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500. So it's about half of what the LinkedIn algorithm will even allow you to, or the platform will even allow you to have. So I'll just sit there and I'll type. Type with my little, my little thumbs. Sitting there typing. Type, 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 type. And then I am done with my content for that morning. Period. Wow, very organized, right? You know what? If you, if you stay connected to the people who are your prospect, and those are the people that you're connected to on LinkedIn, you put it out there, you help them solve a problem. How many of, like I have about 16,000 followers right now. I'm connected with the vast majority of them in actual connections. How many of them right now struggle with cold calling? Probably a lot. I don't like cold calling. I don't like getting rejected. Cold calling is very difficult. Most don't know what to say. You don't have to go through a training course on cold calling in order to get an insurance license. Most people don't have any formal training when it comes to actual cold calling and scripting and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of like learn it by experience or you find out from what other people are saying and so forth. And so just this little bit of information can be very, very helpful. And for me, I very rarely will ever send a direct message to a person. I don't do one of those cheesy, you know, automated DMs when you connect with people. I think that's weird and cheesy. I don't, I never see them as being authentic. Um, I don't actually DM people for the most part. This is what I typically do for my entire creation of content is that I try to put out valuable content over and over and over every single day. Many times I'll take Sunday off, but otherwise I'll do it Monday through Saturday. I sometimes I might post several times a day, a couple times, two, three times. And I just try to provide helpful content, free content, helpful content over and over and over again. My entire prospecting strategy is based upon providing helpful, valuable, free content with the goal then that people will comment, that they'll click like, and really, I'm hoping that they send me a direct message that they're interested, something really resonated with them. Um, they want to know more. Can we schedule a time to talk? Absolutely, we can. Literally, about two minutes before I got on this, I, I answered a direct message from somebody who sent me a direct message. They just want to know more about the broker of record letter process. Great. Willing to talk to anybody. And so that's really how the whole process works. Free content leading to a message leads to a telephone call and then I try to close them for the business. It's not really any different than what you can do. Create the free content, communicate with the person, set the appointment, meet with that person, go for the jugular by asking for the BOR. It's no difference, frankly. It's really kind of the same process. 
slightly different from the perspective of maybe what you're trying to sell, if you will, but there's really not that much difference. Free content, people enjoy free, valuable content, valuable, valuable, valuable. And the thought is, if the value, if the free content is valuable, how much more valuable will the stuff be that I actually have to pay for, right? That's the thought. So you want to help, 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 help. So there was the curation of the content. Then you become a thought leader in the space by being a creator of content. But there's one more form of this content, and I call it the interactive communication, how you interact and communicate with your, with your connections. I'd like to also say this, and I truly believe this to be the case, is that if you're very clear on the intent of how you want to use LinkedIn and you start connecting with your actual, like, avatar that you want, your ideal client, your ideal prospect. You really then get your profile dialed in. I don't think you ever have to actually have to create any content if you didn't want to. I don't feel you have to. Because what you can do is just become an interactive person. You can communicate. You can do what social media is all about. It's actually being social. So you never actually have to spend time creating anything. You can just connect with people and then just have conversations with them right there on LinkedIn, right? They put out something, you know, on a post, you leave an awesome comment. You read it, you leave a really good comment, thought-provoking comment, and then maybe even follow it up with a question. Um, but you just leave that comment because, you know what, it is socially wrong for somebody to put out something like that, have someone like you then comment on it, and then just to, to ghost you? No, that's not normal. That doesn't normally happen. And so what that does is it just starts a conversation. It's a lot better than leaving voice messages when you're doing cold calling, right? I mean, voice messages usually don't get returned. Um, leaving voice messages takes a long time. I actually think that the rate of return on LinkedIn is so much greater than cold calling. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying cold calling doesn't work. It works. It has its place, but it doesn't work as effectively as LinkedIn, period. So if you didn't even have to put out creation of content and you just spent time interacting and communicating with these people, um, go to each and every one of your prospects. And every time they put out a comment, just click the like button. Like, click. Every time they put out a post, Click like, click, just click it. Just click it. That's my new thing, right? Just do it. Just click it. Leave a comment. Comment on their comments. Start a, start a conversation right there. If they are commenting on somebody else's post, you know, if you're connected with them, it's going to show up in your feed. Then you comment as well. This is what LinkedIn wants. They are going to bless that, actually. That's what the, the algorithm juice is used for. They want to start the conversation, keep it you know, flowing right there on LinkedIn. You can even go into groups. Even if you didn't want to spend too much time trying to like directly connect with people, you can just go into a lot of different groups. And all the stuff that people put on there specific to the groups, you can just start liking and commenting on that. As an example, you know, let's say you're going to go after those auto dealerships. Well, there's a whole lot of groups out there, I bet, for auto dealership owners, auto dealerships. You could just go into those groups and start conversing with the people who are in there. You could leave. You could post something if you wanted, or you can just follow up on all the things other people are, are posting. Do some commenting there. Um, click like on everything. Like you could just do that, and it is going to generate a lot of activity on your behalf. So you don't necessarily have to be a curator of content. I would advise you don't be a curator of content. You should be a creator of content because you become an instant thought leader in the entire space. 
right? You become an instant thought leader. But if the content creation seems like it's just a lot for you, it's a bit overwhelming, you're not quite there yet, you don't even know what to post on necessarily, I would tell you that you don't really have to if you don't want to. You can become an expert at LinkedIn by just being social on LinkedIn, by just interacting and communicating back and forth with your social media connections and followers. So listen, I, I actually spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. It's my personal number one way in which to prospect. Um, you can make a lot of money by prospecting with LinkedIn, and I have made well over a million dollars in the last few years. And I say few, let's just call it, I would say six to, we'll just call it five to six years. I've made over a million dollars in personal income, just that, that comes directly from my activities here on LinkedIn. It works really well. And I'm not even including all the other stuff like, you know, keynote speaking and everything else like that. And I'm not talking about LinkedIn digital courses because this is the first one I've ever done. But there's a lot of business that you can get by simply using LinkedIn strategically if you actually use it in a very wise way. And so my digital course, 12X Your Book with LinkedIn, it is available January 3rd through January 8th. You have a small amount of time in which to get it. If you do it right and you actually implement the information, it could completely change and revolutionize your entire career. How much additional business could you write if you could get a few additional clients from LinkedIn? I'm actually hoping and banking on the fact that you'll do more than just a few clients. It's called 12X for a reason, 12X your book, because it's not 12Xing something, but doing something 12 times, that you are trying to get 12 new additional clients through LinkedIn that you may not have gotten otherwise. The opportunity, frankly, there is great. Above and beyond what you normally would have gotten if you hadn't figured out LinkedIn. If you do, maybe 12 more clients. If there are Five grand each, that would put you at $60,000 of additional revenue. If they were $10,000 of commission each, that would put you at $120,000 above and beyond what you have normally written in the past. The opportunity there is great. My LinkedIn digital course, it just costs a few hundred bucks. But the value there, frankly, is tremendous. But I want to not just you know, talk about the value. Look, I already told you, you could probably write a lot more business, but I want to talk about the consequences. The consequences are that... You're not going on the vacation that you want. The consequences are that you're not going to buy the house you want. The consequences are that your kids aren't going to the college they want. The consequences that you're not able to buy that extra guest house. The consequences that you can't have that fancy extra sports car that you want. The consequence is that you have to buy a Timex instead of a Rolex. What I mean by this is that you are leaving a considerable amount of money off the table, right? Somebody else's pocket because you are choosing not to figure out LinkedIn. The opportunity, frankly, is tremendous. I created the 12X Your Book with LinkedIn course based upon insurance agents in mind. It's all focused on you. And the thought is that I created the course not trying to make you a LinkedIn expert. I created the course based upon these are the main things you need to do. And you do these things and you're going to see a significant amount of ROI. You're going to see a lot more communication with prospects. It's going to result in a lot more appointments. You're then going to be able to translate that into a lot more clients. And so it's a step-by-step -step process. You follow it. It's videos. There's some PDF, but a lot of it's video. Do this, step-by-step, -step, do this. I'm actually showing you my profile. This is where this goes, and this is where this goes, and so forth. But just remember, you can make the choice. You can decide whether or not you're going to do it. It's up to you. You don't have to spend the, the couple hundred dollars, the few, two, two three, four hundred dollars in order to get the, the, the course. But 
consequences are significant if you don't. It's all on you. And by the way, one last thing, as I mentioned that the course is available from January 3rd to January 8th, it goes up in price almost every day that you don't purchase it. So you'd be better off doing it quicker. It's going to start at $397 um, for those that um, you know, are going to be purchasing it on day one. And then it's going to go up probably at least two, $300 over the course of the next few days before it closes on January 8th. And so I want you to take advantage of it as quickly as possible, start implementing it. And by the way, not only is it there giving you all the information about how to set up your profile and so forth, I'm actually going to be giving you the content to use in it. I'm actually going to be like putting together posts that you can just cut and paste and put it in right into your profile if you want. You can then tweak it. You can edit it. You can do whatever you want with it. You can make articles out of it. I don't care. Over the course of this next year, I'm going to be continually inputting more PDFs in there and more um, articles that you can just use. So you don't have to come up with this stuff yourself because I know that coming up with the content is sometimes very difficult. Amelia, I'm just giving it to you as part of the actual course. Wow. This should almost charge a whole lot more. Hmm. 12x your book with LinkedIn. Go and check it out on my website. It's at permissiongroup.com forward slash LinkedIn. Permissiongroup.com forward slash LinkedIn. You can purchase the course today. Do yourself a favor and follow through. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents on how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.